Hello and welcome. It's Friday the 19th of October 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only twice-weekly podcast on autonomous cars in the world. Today, Tesla removes its confusing full self-driving autopilot functionality from its order forms. Apple continues to make progress testing components for its supposed one-day-maybe-arriving Apple Car. And we look into how six U.S. cities are preparing for the autonomous car revolution. All this, right now. But first... It's Friday Poll Day on Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue. And today's question, if you own or plan to get a Tesla... How much of your decision was, or is, due to autopilot? Is it A, 100% because of autopilot, B, 50% autopilot, 50% electric range, or is it C, you don't want or just don't like autopilot? Head on over to Autonomous Hogue on Twitter, cast your vote. We'll report back here on Tuesday and discuss the results. So one more thing here before we kick things off. Uh, Next Wednesday, the 24th of October, I've been invited by the good folks up in Canada over at Evolve ETFs to uh, join them in a panel uh, for a webinar they're holding. It's titled Responsible Investing 2.0, The Next 20 Years in 45 Minutes. I'll be joining an industry of experts uh, for a panel discussion on innovative trends and how they may impact the future of responsible investing. Uh, We'll uncover how investors may benefit from the growth of innovative trends through ESG mandates as we enter the fourth industrial revolution. So I will read off to you the link here if you're interested in registering to listen to the event. It's audio only. You will have a brief chance for some Q&A at the end. The URL is www.riacanada.ca slash riweek. 18. That's R-I-W-E-E-K-1-8. Uh, I'll go ahead and post this link, of course, over on my website at markhogue.com, so you can find the link there. But yeah, I think it should be a pretty exciting thing, and in any event, I'm hugely honored and thrilled to have been invited to do this webinar. So to the folks over at ETF, Keith especially, thanks so much indeed for this invitation. I'm very much looking forward to it. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So in a bit of an about face, uh, Tesla, and I say Tesla, really Elon Musk, has gone ahead and kind of taken a sort of a step back. Uh, If you remember when viewing the order form on Tesla's so-called design studios for its various vehicles, the Model S, 3, and X, there was a somewhat puzzling set of options when it came to autopilot. So There were two checkboxes, one of which said enhanced autopilot, the other of which said full self-driving capability once it's available. The idea was that you could effectively sort of pre-order the capability, that is the hardware, to enable full self-driving capability once such software had caught up with the hardware, and then presumably uh, it would be rolled out over a 
over-the-year updates down the road, whether it was six months, a year, nobody really knew. Well, turns out that this was all a bit confusing. And indeed, even as I try to report on this right now, I'm finding myself a bit confused. I'm not fully sure I'm recalling exactly how these order options looked on the previous version of the website, which is a bit weird because I actually just happened to look at this a day or two ago when the new lower-priced Model 3 just went live. But in any event... Things have been simplified, for better or worse. I tend to think this is for the better. Uh, really, now all there is is the $5,000 option, which gives you the chance to uh, to grab Enhanced Autopilot. This package, I'm not going to read the whole description. It's a bit wordy. Um, but suffice to say, this is sort of... Um, I mean, to be honest, it sounds fairly similar, really. Uh, it kind of goes on explaining how the entire Autopilot uh, hardware suite has been fully updated uh, in many different ways, not only the addition of additional sensors, but indeed uh, computer processing power that's a whopping 40 times more powerful than before, and that if, apparently um, certain functionality here too will continue to sort of roll out in the coming weeks and months ahead. So I guess the distinction is that while this is indeed a hugely updated and improved autopilot, it isn't the long-since-promised fully self-driving autopilot. So I guess... That was kind of a bit of confusion, and after all, why even put that on there if it's just not quite ready yet? So I, I think this is a pretty good idea, um, especially in light of the fact that there's still really a lot of... Um, I feel like Tesla's still getting a lot of flack for sort of its claims. I mean, once upon a time, criticism started just with the nomenclature, right? People took, and indeed still take issue, with even using the name, the word, autopilot, for the name of the of the uh, functionality. I've actually argued time and again, both on this podcast and elsewhere besides in writing, that I don't really have a problem with the name. First, I think it's a perfectly brilliant name, really. It just it sounds great. So from a marketing point of view, it's great. Um, and obviously, it sort of takes its inspiration from the world of aviation, uh, where, of course, we've had, uh, well, autopilot functionality for several decades now. Now, obviously, uh, huge difference between autopilot in the sky and autopilot on the ground. There's a reason why we've had essentially fully self-flying aircraft for, well, decades, and we haven't really quite got there yet on the ground. Um, but, but the important takeaway for me has always been what I've said several times in the past, which is, look, even with autopilot in airplanes, it, th- there's always a presumption, an assumption, there is a requirement that the pilots are first and foremost always in charge, in command of the aircraft, constantly and always monitoring everything, and that in any event, should anything go wrong and metal bits get a bit twisty, and tragically, should lives be lost, obviously, um, there's always an assumption that the pilots have done something wrong. And only after that's been eliminated is there then an investigation into whether indeed something went wrong with the aircraft mechanically with respect to the avionics, flight control systems, or otherwise. So... I mean, just to use a very mild, well, some somewhat off-point analogy, right? So Air France 447, I think I've talked about this before, not sure, the tragic accident from, uh, let's see, Buenos Aires to Paris, I believe it was. Um, yeah, there, there had been a mechanical issue. That's true. Speed sensors failed due to freezing over in a thunderstorm. This then led to discon- disengagement of autopilot. Pilots then lost situational awareness, stalled the plane, and crashed. Um So yeah, that was a mechanical issue, but at the end of the day, the pilots were ultimately responsible. So I don't really have a problem with calling autopilot autopilot. I I don't think that actually takes away or in any any way whatsoever implies that the driver isn't still fully responsible. 
I get it. I suppose the counter argument is something like, yeah, well, that's easy for you to say, Mark. You understand autopilot and aviation world. Most people don't necessarily know about that. They're going to hear autopilot. They're going to assume, okay, cool, hands off. Don't have to do anything at all. Not my responsibility anyway. Honestly, if, 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 huh, what can I say to this? Um, if that's really how somebody is going to perceive this, I mean, look, the, these are, <laughs> these are 80, 90, $100,000 cars. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to presume for a moment that wealth is in any way an indicator of intelligence, but I think suffice to say it's generally the case that most folks who are able to afford and indeed do purchase a Tesla tend to be at least reasonably well educated. So I, I don't think there's really a risk, a concern that people are going to go about in general believing their Tesla can do things that it cannot or otherwise placing total and absolute unbounded blind faith into what autopilot can and cannot do. Now, yeah, obviously there've been several data points in the news over the years of people who did in fact do that foolishly and oftentimes tragically, but I would suggest that they are indeed simply that. These are kind of outlier cases, tragic nonetheless, but they are outliers. And so, so anyway, that's kind of a long roundabout spiel on autopilot nomenclature. Insofar as the ability to order the package or not order it, as it were, um, yeah, I don't really care, honestly. I think, sure, do whatever needs to be done. Get this thing rolled out. Uh, continue to make as much fast progress as possible until we can get full self-driving capability. As we reported in a recent episode, I think one or two back, um, it's pretty exciting, right? The Fed, the, the Feds have announced they're going to stop sort of regulating it. They've admitted... Uh, essentially admitted quite explicitly, look, we're not going to really know how to do this right or best or most efficiently. We're never going to really get the technology. So let's first of all, leave it to the states and indeed to the car makers themselves to kind of roll this out as best efficiently and of course, as safely as possible. So yeah, what can I say? I'm all for it. Um, Nothing really further to say on this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we haven't really talked much about Apple, their so-called Project Titan, uh, fully autonomous electric car, presumably anyway. Um, So, yeah, there is something to say about that now, because it turns out they've just filed a patent for some sort of improved charging functionality. I'm not going to get into the details now, because frankly, it's not so relevant. What is relevant, however, is that they are indeed really and truly very much pushing forward with, well, whatever it is they're doing. Now, I think the last time we talked about Apple and whatever it is they are or aren't doing. Um, my takeaway, my, my hunch was admittedly rather unappily. I sort of suspected that, um, although it turns out that they've got more permits for self-driving cars than anybody in the country besides, I think it's Waymo. Um, my suspicion is that they aren't necessarily building a car itself. Rather, they are building the technology, maybe the full stack, hardware and software indeed, and then you know, the idea is to license that out to other car makers. Again, I realize it's not really apple at all. Um, yeah, it's not apple at all. Unless you remember the really dark era in the, what, late, I guess, mid-19, no, late 1990s, um, when Apple briefly under, I guess, Scully, right, former CEO of Pepsi, started uh, licensing off uh, Apple, and we ended up with these really bizarre 
Apple clones, rather like we've had clone IBM PCs for years. Uh, in any event, I, I, just for the record, I realize what I'm saying just does sound a bit absurd. So I'm not going to be surprised at all if I'm wrong. So <laughs> I'm not suggesting this is what's happening. I'm just suggesting that based on the data, based on the evidence I've seen so far, I am leaning towards the really surprising conclusion that Apple is not in fact building their own car, that they are in fact building the overarching hardware and software stack, which will then be licensed out. So to state that in the reverse, <clears throat> um, my, my, my gut feeling, rather than basing my thoughts on what I'm reading elsewhere, my gut feeling is that, yeah, they are, of course, building their own car. And so if that is what they end up doing, I, yeah, I won't be very surprised. Um, so, so actually, <laughs> I'm going to keep going in circles on this, really. But I'm kind of curious what everybody else out there thinks. I mean, do you really – actually, that should have been a good poll for today. Maybe we'll run it next week. But um, why don't you tweet me at Autonomous Hogue or shoot me a note over, on, uh, over at the website, markhogue.com. Let me know what you think. Do you think that Apple is actually building its own physical car – that's going to go for sale, say, I don't know, one day in the next couple hundred years or so? Um, or do you think they're just building a hardware and software stack? Now, I should say, there is one pretty compelling data point that may sort of tilt this in favor of, yeah, they are building their own car. And it turns out that the uh, Taiwanese semiconductor company TSMC, or yeah, TSMC, um, they apparently are going to be building uh, autonomous car chips said to be rolling out in the 2023 to 2025 timeframe, and that these are allegedly to be used in an Apple car. So there is that. Make of that as you will. Shoot me your thoughts. Let me know. If you have any really compelling arguments, uh, I'm certainly happy to discuss them here on the show in a future episode. And frankly, if you want to get in discussion on this, hey, love to have you have a guest. So uh, let me know. All right, so to wrap things up for today, uh, we kind of alluded to this a moment ago. We certainly discussed it a couple episodes back. The notion that the federal government, at least here in the U.S., is taking a step back from sort of managing the rollout of autonomous car tech and really leaving it to the states and indeed to the car manufacturers themselves uh, to figure out how best to do this. So there's an article over at techrepublic.com. The title is Self-Driving Stories, How Six U.S. Cities Are Planning for Autonomous Vehicles. The article is by... One, Tina Maddox. Uh, her Twitter account is T-E-E-N-A underscore Maddox, M-A-D-D-O-X. So six cities are highlighted in this article. Arlington, Texas, Boston, Portland, Oregon, Pittsburgh, San Jose, California, Chandler, Arizona. There's kind of a lot to cover, so I'd recommend that you head on over and just give the article a read yourself. But suffice to say... Um, there's some pretty cool progress being made. So let's take a look at Boston, for example, one of my very favorite cities here in the U.S. Uh, so in 2015, they applied for the U.S. Department of Transportation Smart City Challenge, unfortunately for Boston anyway, that was ultimately won by Columbus, Ohio. So they've been, since then, really focusing their research on uh, urban design and mobility. Uh, they were recognized by the World Economic Forum as a focus city for future mobility. I'm sort of paraphrasing from this article here, so again, do head over to give it a read. Um, they then started a pilot program for autonomous vehicles on fixed routes with ride-sharing programs. Uh, they've been working in conjunction with Newtonomy and Optimus Ride. Man, I wish I could say that in Optimus Prime's voice. Optimus Ride. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So that's Boston, uh, Portland, uh, Oregon. Let's see. Summer of 2017, they opened a request for information. That sounds very formal. Uh, to see how autonomous vehicles could benefit Portland's existing public transit system. Their pilot program is expected to reach the city streets in 2019 with the goal of providing service to people rather than providing any sort of specific vehicles. Um, out of this list of six, let me just touch briefly finally on San Jose, California. Uh, we've talked extensively over, uh, over the course of this show about Arizona, obviously home to Waymo testing, Drive.ai. San Jose, California is uh, obviously you know, the heart of Silicon Valley, very keen to get involved on things. Um, for those of you not familiar with the kind of city layout here in the Bay Area, so San Jose, it's very tempting to kind of lump San Jose and Cupertino, Menlo Park, uh, Palo Alto, all these together, along with San Francisco even, if you're not familiar with the region. But they are really quite distinct, very different cities, each of which have their own local governments. So, yes, it's true. Mountain View is really the home testing ground of, say, Waymo. And before that, of course, Google's uh, self-driving car project. Indeed, it's where uh, Apple or Google Maps Street View was born as well. Likewise, I'm fairly sure that Apple Maps, too, was born, obviously, in Cupertino. But in any event, uh, San Jose, then, quite different. Uh, Obviously, things have to be uh, regulated there as well. Um, So the idea here is that uh, San Jose has actually hosted a roundtable with the mayor and more than 30 private sector AV developers, uh, including U.S. Department of Transportation officials. Uh, In June 2017, they started seeking uh, AV developers to work in the city, um, they're expecting autonomous vehicles to start rolling out in early 2019. Man, I still can't believe how close 2019 actually is now. Uh, anyway, the plan is going to be for a fixed-route pilot program with established pick-up-and-drop-off points. So if that sounds a bit familiar, that's because we've heard quite a bit about a program going live currently uh, in Michigan. Um for, for for kind of transit between uh, one community and the home office for uh, is it Quicken I believe or or Intuit I forget which it is now but and that seems to be a pretty popular way to kind of roll things out right you start these autonomous vehicles on fixed routes kind of see how they do it's a good way to get things testing not only from a hardware software point of view but frankly from a I think a consumer a, p- a passenger acceptance point of view right I mean last time we talked about Waymo getting ready to roll out uh, revenue service in Arizona for the first time ever. Uh, in the coming months, that's a pretty big deal, right? I mean, think about this. For the first time in human history, humans will be able to actually pay to be driven around by a computer. I mean, this is remarkable stuff. Yeah, there's still going to be a flesh and blood human in the pas- in the driver's seat, but he will be effectively simply a passenger unless and until things start to go totally wrong. Um, in any event, yeah, once again, I've been largely paraphrasing from this article, so do yourselves a favor head on over to techrepublic.com. Again, the article is Self-Driving Stories, How Six U.S. Cities Are Planning for Autonomous Vehicles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, well, that'll do it for today. As a friendly reminder, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Autonomous Hogue. That's A-U-T-O-N-M-O-U-S-H-O-A-G. Make sure to check out the website at MarkHogue.com, M-A-R-C-H-O-A-G. 
And as a friendly reminder, if you're enjoying this podcast, obviously please head over to iTunes Podcast to leave your five-star vote and written review. Uh, and of course, you can also support this podcast now with a small monthly contribution, the amount of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. Easily cancelable at any time. Just head on over to marco.com. You'll see the links. Of course, you can also head directly to anchor.fm, the platform where I record and host these podcasts to make your contributions. To those of you who have pitched in already, you know who you are. Thank you so much indeed. And to all of you, everyone else listening, thank you so much as always. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. I'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye.